Welcome once again to a King Reflections episode. I'm Daniel Oliver, owner of Xander King Clothing Line, personal trainer, graphic designer, and an advocate for bringing people back to life or waking people up from their mediocre thinking and living to encourage them to live a more fulfilling life of a king or a queen. If you haven't already, make sure to follow this podcast on Spotify or with the link that I have on my website or Facebook. Um, and also follow my Instagram and Facebook. It's Xander King, uh, spelt X-N-D-R, King, um, to stay updated when I release a new podcast each week. Hopefully, uh, that's my goal, to try and post one each week. <laughs> um, and this past week, I've actually had uh, four points um, reveal themselves to me quite a bit, and it's mostly through the concept of self-responsibility that breeds empowerment. And it first started off... Um, four days ago on the 4th of November. Um, have you ever, for example, I'm just going to uh, give you an, a concept here. If you gave your dream car that you just bought to someone you don't like very much or you've had a few exhaustive arguments with and you expect them to take care of it, wash it, clean it, drive it, you know, only on the weekends, you know, pay for the petrol, do you think they would actually take care of it as much as you would like them to? Obviously, the answer is no. You wouldn't give your dream car to someone that you don't really get along with that well. You've had, you know, quite a few arguments or fights with them, so you resent them. Um, you would obviously not give them your dream car. So why do we do this with our happiness of life or even our peace of life? You know, only ourselves can actually maintain our happiness. And what actually brought this on was um, Amy Shark uh, released a song called Come On. And the, literal, literal, <laughs> the lyrics literally say, come on, help me up one more time. Come on, give me that nice, strong, steady arm. Because what if I fall and you don't see? I don't want to be responsible for me. And this annoyed me because... There's so many songs out there that sort of produce this idea of, you know, you're the one that makes me happy. You know, the way you're behaving isn't making me happy. You need to change the way you behave and stuff. And it's instead of realizing, oh, I'm the one that's allowing that behavior to affect me this much. Maybe I need to change my perspective or walk away from the situation or this person so that I don't get this effect, this negative effect um, or feeling or emotion. So... This whole concept of expecting things or people to make us happy, um, it's very toxic and it's almost, I would say, deadly. And, you know, it, it makes you unhappy. So you're killing off your happiness, your fulfillment, you know, your living, the aspect of actually experiencing life and living, you know, you're, you're killing yourself in that sort of sense, you know, um, yeah, just like I said before, you know, you make me so happy. You've made me feel this way. You're the reason why I'm angry or you're the reason why I'm happy. Um, only you can tame my beast. No, don't give other people the power to have the ability to make you feel a certain feeling or make you react and behave and respond in a certain way. Take that power back. Take responsibility of how you respond and react to certain situations or to certain people and their behaviors and keep at peace with yourself. Be happy within yourself. It's, it's like when you are frustrated with someone, 
and you're angry and you want them to, you want revenge on them you know you want they've hurt you so much that you want them to feel the exact same hurt you're pretty much saying here here's my happiness i'm going to hand it over to you and uh, you need to fix this because you're the one that did it wrong and you have to make it right you have to make me feel safe happy secure you're the one that's responsible for this it doesn't it's ludicrous to think that we would actually hand over like would you hand over the car would you hand over a house you know your house that you've built that you've put in money for and hand it over to someone that's making you unhappy no you wouldn't so why would do we do that with our happiness with our emotions so it's disempowering when we give someone that power or when we hand it over like that it's an it's em- empowering or empowering to take responsibility and go, you know what, I'm the one that's allowing this to affect me this much. Let me fine tune my way of thinking, my thoughts, my beliefs. And let's see if we can, you know, fix it without having them to be the ones to try and fix it or the ones that have to change their way of thinking or attitude and expecting them to as well. When really we shouldn't have any expectations from anyone. The second point um, happened two days after, so the 6th or the 11th, which was, what's today, Sunday, Friday. And I just thought of 2020 vision. Everyone went into the year 2020 with big goals in mind, but boy, did <laughs> did 2020 take that away from everyone. <laughs> um, to me, it's the year that gave us all clarity of who we really are under pressure. You know, financial dependence. When... Our, some of our jobs was taken from us. You know, it, it just was no longer there. We no longer had that financial security. You know, we are so dependent now in our identity and our security in those finances it really defines who we are. You know, some of us would have buckled and collapsed and stressed and not knowing what to do, frantically panicking. How, how are you? Were you centered? Were you calm? Were you financially secure? Were you financially prepared for any emergencies like this? Did you have a backup plan? Do you have a second income? What what did you learn from this year so that 2021 won't catch you by surprise if something like this happens again? You know, what are you doing now to take action, take responsibility of your financial plan, of your financial um, situation and just... Be better in a sense. Be better in the way you're thinking, in the way your attitude is, what you're actually uh, centering your happiness around. What is the core of your, center, of, of your happiness? You know, even relationships, human connection, we were, you know, um, isolated. We were forced to isolate with, um, in our own homes, not able to see anyone. Yes, we had um, internet so we could stay connected. You know, we could call people. We could message people. We could FaceTime them. But... If you're a person like me, I love human interaction, human connection, you know, like patting people on the back or, um, you know, high-fiving, handshakes, fist pumps, stuff like that. I like that human connection, you know, and that in a way when we were isolated, it made a little bit of effect on me because I'm there going, you know, oh, I really do appreciate human interaction. I love talking to people face-to-face. I don't really like talking over through comments or messenger or anything like that. I prefer face-to-face conversation because then I can see their full body language. I can see their full facial expressions of what they're trying to communicate to me of their feelings and emotions. So, I mean, with some people, 
the human connection that was taken away, they isolated themselves and they felt, I guess they didn't really want to reach out via connect like internet or wasn't feeling the same. It probably had a much massive more impact because everyone's different and take that human connection away. And then they've lost sort of themselves. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. They can't go anywhere. So their dependence or it gives them clarity of how much they're dependent on human connection. Um, and it just shows, I guess, how much we are not grounded in ourselves of when things do go south. Um, have you learned in 2020 the ability to find where your dependence is in things? Is it in money? Is it in human connection? Is it in uh, the gym? When the gym's closed, everyone was going frantic and whatever it's like you can do exercise at home there are other exercises that you can do at home if you just google on youtube or <laughs> anything calisthenic training you might be able to find exercises that you don't actually need at a gym and still get the results but people were just their identity was being at the gym lifting the weights lifting the iron getting a good pump on and i guess also that um social interaction as well with other people that were going to the gym they've lost that so their identity and their and then their attitudes, even on social media, just went sour, you know. And it's funny how the amount of privileged and entitlement attitudes that came out of people, um, and it's just to me that just shows where their heart really is or where their motives really are and, you know, how fixated they were on what was normal and when that was stripped away from them, how much they either complained or whinged, which is completely normal to have a whinge or complain but can consistently do it over the whole six weeks that we had here in the Illawarra um it was sickening I, I had to almost cut myself off from all of social media just to avoid this constant whinging and complaining it was becoming a toxic environment um on social media it's just like yeah let's connect with social media and everyone's complaining I don't want to connect on here anymore <laughs> So that was uh, another thing. The next point I want to bring up actually is I wrote down, um, this was also on Friday. Uh, I can't remember what I, where I read it or what brought it up, but are we possessed by our possessions? You know, when we become very controlling and protective of our possessions and when people... You know, for example, a new car or my car, for example, I've got a 370Z, uh, 2009 model. Uh, when I first got it, it only did 55,000 Ks and not really any scratches or anything or anything. It was pristine pretty much. And it's had a few knocks on the doors when people open their doors and it's just scratched the side of my car. And I'm there going, you know what? There's no point in me getting frustrated or angry over that anymore because the, first of all, the car, I'm only going to have it for a short period of time of my life. Like if I live up to the age of 80, for example, I'm only going to have the car for, you know, hopefully seven years. After that seven, it's no longer, I guess, drivable or... It's not going to be that attractive anymore. Like, I don't know. It's it's a vehicle and a great vehicle that I have right now that's getting me from A to B. And I love the kick when you accelerate at the, at the stoplights. Oh, it feels so good rather than a two-cylinder. It's great having a six-cylinder. But if it gets scratched on there going, you know what? I'll just get another paint job in the future if I really want to um, or get it wrapped. 
but I shouldn't get excessively so caught up because then that vehicle or that possession of mine has then control over my emotions and control over how I behave and it controls how I perceive people and me being angry at people because they're so inconsiderate. Everyone, myself included, are inconsiderate at some stages of our lives. Sometimes we just don't think um, and we just say things we shouldn't do or have said and we do things that we shouldn't do or have done. And that's part of the human experience is unfortunately there's sometimes that we are so self-absorbed or so self-centered that we forget the people and the things that are around us um, and how that will affect other people. So I've learned to um, not be so emotionally attached to um, possessions. But the same thing, what about your job? How protective and obsessive and possessive are you of your job? You know, when people will start criticizing your job or whatever, how defensive do you become and how aggravated and how much anger do you hold towards those people that are, that are saying cruel things about your job? Like, how much does that affect your attitude? And what about, and I wrote today actually because I listened to, I heard a little snippet of a podcast. <clears throat> are we possessed by conformity, by fitting in? Are we possessed by the fear of not wanting to stand out? Are we possessed by the fear of being ostracized for having different standards or beliefs within the groups of friends that we're in? Does judgment possess you to have a certain, you know, to behave a certain way? You know, I was talking to my friend um, the other day and he goes, you know, I can say this to you because you're not a judgmental sort of type. Um, but to my other friends, I can't really say it because then they'll be like, oh, this or that, you know, and then they'll just start questioning. And I guess my friend was more like, I don't want to deal with the questions. I don't want to deal with the being sent, like dealing with them, with the, his friends, uh, just negative, you know, I guess uh, banter all the time. And he's just like, I don't want to, he's probably in his head, he's probably like, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with the questioning. I don't want to deal with the banter. And them always reminding me that I'm different or I've chosen a different path or way of thinking which I totally understand because most of the time I keep my mouth shut, shut, shut. <laughs> I keep my mouth shut in group settings uh, to avoid the confrontation, to avoid the confliction of opinions uh, and just to keep the peace. I just don't. But when people do ask me questions, I will honest, honestly answer it um, to the best of my ability and I'll accept if there is any conflict that comes with it, any confrontation and I'll just go with it because it's what I firmly believe in. It's um, something I stand for. And if you're questioning me and asking me, like, why do you do this? Why do you do that? I will honestly answer it and, you know, prove my point of why I've chosen my beliefs and why my standards are so high, et cetera, for myself. So I'm not, I've come to a point where I'm comfortable um, being different and I'm not going to be possessed by people to try and enforce me to conform to their standards or their expectations. Um, I'd rather be strong in myself than live a lie of someone else's expectations or standards. Um, and that's just how I guess I've learned to uh, live life. I'd rather be honest and real rather than quiet, you know, and 
see people behave in a way and just stay quiet when really it's just like, well, they're not behaving, like I said before, considerately. Sometimes it needs to be pointed out. Politely, of course, not not rudely. Um, also on the possessiveness, you know, are we the same, you know, are we possessed by our relationships? If you find yourself behaving a certain way for some of your friends uh, to either not make them angry um, or avoid conflict or avoid um, confrontation with them, um, are we possessed by their standards and expectations? You know, with our intimate partners, you know, do we even just being controlled in some sense of, you know, you know, what time we're supposed to be home or when we have to message, you know, there has to be like a five minute, 10 minute, you know, window that you're allowed to message without them being annoyed or frustrated. You know, how much are we possessed by our relationships? How much do they control our emotions or our way of thinking? Um, and really, if it's gotten to that point where there's two conflicting um, opinions or parties in the relationship and you can't, you know, uh, peacefully resolve a situation and you just decide to, you know, shove it underneath a rug, that's going to be harder in the future of how much you're going to be controlled and quietened of your real opinion or your honest opinion or your honest beliefs. It's not going to be pleasant in the future if it comes, if it's brought up again. <laughs> um, unfortunately, that's just how we are as humans. My mentality, and this brings me to my, my fourth point, my mentality is nothing is forever. Nothing is mine to keep. And what, I'm, what I mean by nothing is mine to keep is that every, every possession that I have, everything that I own, or that thing that's labeled underneath my name or everything that I've bought, I don't have a strong emotional attachment to. So for example, my computer. My computer is pretty much everything. I do all my graphic design work. I do all my video work. I do all my social media stuff. I do my podcasts now, like I'm using my computer right now. It is everything. It goes everywhere with me. Like it is my, in a sense, lifeline for my work. But if in some situation, and this has happened before, my last computer, it decided to completely crash on me and I'm there going, I have no computer. <laughs> So I quickly had to go and purchase another one pretty much straight away. Um, but I didn't get exceptionally upset or frustrated. I'm going, this is life. You know, computers aren't meant to live forever. As humans, we aren't meant to live forever. This isn't forever. Um, luckily, I have my some of my work saved on my hard drives or external hard drives. Um, I've got some saved on a cloud drive, so I'm not excessively reliant on the computer i'm not emotionally attached to my computer it is a tool it can be replaced um or if someone steals it again my tool can be replaced and unfortunately it is an unfortunate thing if someone does steal it but i'm not gonna it's not gonna make me so frustrated or upset because i'm not completely reliant on the computer i'm reliant on myself and how i'm going to adapt to the situation I hope, hopefully that makes sense. Um, the same with um, my body. 
um, you know, I have my fingers, my hands, my legs, my toes. I love running. So I love my feet. I love my legs. I love, um, well, I've got a type and I've got to click buttons and stuff. I've got a draw for graphic design. So I love my fingers and I love my hands. And yes, if they were taken from me in the sense of an accident, um, in a car crash accident, for example, or I was amputated of one of these, I would be highly devastated. Like I would be exceptionally emotionally devastated. But I'm trying at the best of my ability to go, you know, these aren't forever. So I'm going to take advantage of them as much as I can with this privilege that I have with them. But I'm not going to try and get so emotionally distraught or upset that it's going to end the way of me living life. You know, I'm still valuable. I still have worth. As long as my brain is functioning, I guess, quite well, I'm able to contribute to um, to society, to community, to myself, to my family. I'm able to still be there for people. Um, to, and I can do other things. I can find new skills with what I have left. Um, I'm, I'm not saying I hope. I'm not. Hopefully, I keep my limbs <laughs> and my fingers. Um, and obviously, I'm not going to do anything stupid and uh, put it at a higher risk of losing them. Um, but I'm not going to be exceptionally, highly, excessively devastated um, emotionally because I don't want to be excessively emotionally attached. Um, that's just one extreme, but that's pretty much with everything. Like um, even the roof over I have over my head, if there's a situation where my housemates and I have a disagreement and I have to move out, I will find somewhere else. There's, there's always there's always going to be a place for me to live, even if I have to live in my car. Happy to sleep in my car for a few weeks until I find a new place to live. Um, uh, and the, the past, I can't remember if I talked about loneliness on my last podcast, but on my first podcast, I talked about loneliness and I, I think I talked about self-sabotage with my friendships, but um, I'm completely sure. So I wanted to talk about it this time and I self-sabotage sometimes my friendships. Um, a few reasons. So if I feel that the other person isn't reciprocating the effort into the friendship, um, and if I feel there is a sense of them feeling obligated to talk to me or hang out with me um, that I haven't initially not intentionally put there, but I subconsciously probably did put there, um, I feel like they're resenting my presence. I will actually slowly cut back communication um, from me to, to them uh, so much that they probably don't even notice um, and then I slowly distance myself. Um, and I do this because just to avoid that whole, I guess, awkward situation where I'm unsure of the friendship and I don't want to, like, I want to question them and say, hey, what's going on? You're not communicating as much to me or have I, have I done something wrong? Just to avoid that whole situation because they might be already tense about it or might feel like they're already walking on eggshells. I have to, in my head, let go of the friendship because I realize then that I'm actually being possessive of the friendship. I've put an emotional connection to the friendship and that I'm relying on to feel secure about myself. And that's something that's one of my insecurities of the friendship is that I'm relying on somebody else to make me happy, their behavior. So I have to then go fix myself and go, you know what? I need to distance myself from this, this friendship and realize 
that my perspective of it is what's making it toxic and it's what's making me unhappy. So I have to change my perspective of the friendship. So even if that means letting go of the friendship, sometimes before I have, I've completely just cut all communication, cut all um, interaction. And they didn't really notice because they didn't message me and say, hey, what's going on? Um, And it gave me freedom then to let go, cut off it mentally, and that would then help that helped my mental side and also my physical side because I wasn't so distraught and dependent on their messages or their communication to make me feel secure within myself. So, and I'd rather be lonely than uh, feel like there's a forced connection there from the other party. I would rather have no connection and feel disconnected then try and force something that isn't there at all. Anyway, I hope that hopefully that makes sense. Anyway, so there are my four slash five um, things that came across this week. <coughs> hopefully you understood or hopefully you've listened to this whole uh, podcast. Sorry, they're a little bit long, but hopefully you get something out of it. Hopefully you're able to reflect on yourself and go, hey, am I like that? Do I think like that? Um, am I giving so much responsibility to my friendships, to my relationships, to my possessions? Am I giving them so much power that I'm no longer in power of my life and no longer in control? Because the minute that you take responsibility of your emotions, your thoughts, your actions, the more happier and the more fulfilled you will become. The more that you control how you respond to certain situations or how you respond to people that are trying to get you in a mood and if they do succeed getting you into a, a, a certain mood like all ads do <laughs> ads will make you feel like you're missing out on something so they have power over you and they know how the human brain works we just have to be aware and patient with ourselves to be able to go you know what i'm not going to be reliant on that it's like the whole um apple ads i guess they make you feel like you're missing out of the latest technology. So you go, oh, I want to feel that that technology. It's going to make me feel powerful. It's going to make me feel happy. And it's just like, well, actually, it's clearly to show that you're not happy within yourself at all because you've just allowed an ad to control how you're going to behave, how you're going to respond to its will and how it wants you to, you know, buy its product. Anyway, that's enough blabbering me on. <laughs> uh, don't forget to follow on Spotify, this podcast, King Reflections, or um, follow the link and follow me on Instagram and on Facebook to get the latest updates of these episodes. I also have um, on IGTV, my Instagram TV, um, King Habit episodes. Go have a look and check out those. They're just some habits that I think over as well. They're sort of like um, these King Reflections, but um, a little bit more direction-based, I guess. Anyway, Hope you enjoyed and I hope you have a good day.